ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله تعالى فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وحبيبه بلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وكشف الله عز وجل به الغمة وجاهد في سبيل ربه حتى أتاه اليقين اللهم صلي وسلم وبارك عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد الحمد لله بعد الإسلام الله سبحانه وتعالى blessed us with this deen and this deen my brothers is all about following as-sirat al-mustaqim qala subhanahu wa ta'ala wa innaka latahdi ila sirat al-mustaqim the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is our guide to the straight path and this Sirat al-Mustaqeem, my brothers and my sisters, as we mentioned many, many times before, is very, very, very clear. And knowing the Sirat al-Mustaqeem, understanding what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us, knowing exactly what is right from what is wrong, should be the main target of each and every Muslim. Because if you don't have knowledge, if you don't know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from you, if you don't know what is right from what is wrong, you will never ever reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why ilm, knowing as-sirat, understanding as-sirat, is a very very important step for each and every Muslim. And I think, alhamdulillah, we have covered this recently many, many times. And once ilm comes, my brothers, there's a challenge of amal. So knowledge is rule. You have information. You know what is right from what is wrong. And now the struggle is bringing this ilm and making it amal in your life. And this amal brings fruits. And these fruits are what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rewards Jannah for my brothers. So we want this amal. We want this implementation. We want this action. Our Ummah, my brothers, has a lot of ignorance in it. There's a lot of ignorance. There's no doubt that slowly, slowly, ilm is being lifted and people are becoming more misguided. As in, more people are not knowing what as-salat al-mustaqeem is. They don't know what Allah wants from them. There's an abundance in ignorance. We accept. We have to be honest with ourselves. But more dangerously, than ignorance 
is the lack of amal, is the lack of action to what we actually know. And my brothers and my sisters, you will be surprised how much an average Muslim knows from As-Sirat al-Mustaqeen. Even though there is a lot of ignorance, that so much that we know is required by Allah Azza wa Jal with no doubt and no fail. We know, we know a lot. The average Muslim knows a lot. And where does the lacking come? The lacking comes in Amal. And when there is a discrepancy, when there is a gap between ilm, between knowledge and practice in your life, this results in a curse. The person enters a very, very, very ugly situation. You enter an ugly situation because of this gap between ilm and amal. Lack of amal, my brothers, brings more ignorance and more misguidance. Look at this vicious cycle. Allah gives you knowledge. When you don't act upon the knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you, what is the result? The result becomes misguidance. So the knowledge the knowledge that Allah gave you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deprives you of because you did not act accordingly. So no amal brings more ignorance and of course with more ignorance the amal will also decrease. And then you enter this vicious cycle where your deen is destroyed. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Warn this ummah especially, this ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, like its prophet is not the only prophet. We were not the only nation, my brothers. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, He ordered Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to say, I'm not a new innovation. Why are you acting shocked? I'm not the first prophet to come to humanity. Rather, Muhammad is Khatam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen. Before him, hundreds if not thousands of prophets. And we, my brothers, are not the first ummah to receive a message. We are the last ummah. If we don't learn from the nations before us, we are signing our contract of failure. And Bani Israel, the closest ummah to the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam were cursed. They were cursed. Not because of their lack of knowledge, but because of their lack of amal. A lot of ilm that does not get implemented in your life is a curse. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, listen carefully. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Those who 
والله لا يهدي القوم الظالمين الله سبحانه وتعالى is not cursing Bani Israel to Bani Israel don't forget my brothers never ever forget sometimes we read Bani Israel's curses in our Quran and say wow man this ummah these people what they have done Habibi this Quran was not sent down to Bani Israel this Quran came down to who? to the ummah of Muhammad so Allah is warning us from the errors of Bani Israel, be careful. Don't fall in the errors that cursed the nation before you. The parable and the example. The example of those people who were given the Torah, they were given the book of Allah, this pure knowledge. And they did not carry it out properly. They did not act according to the knowledge they were given. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Rabbul Izzah, called them, the example is exactly like the example of the donkey. Like a donkey carrying loads of books on its back. These are not my words. These are the words of Allah. كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُ أَسْفَارًا السفر is the book. أسفار يعني books. Carrying books on its back. بِئْسَ مَثَلُ الْقَوْمِ الَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِ اللَّهِ The worst example. This is the worst example of people who disbelieved in the words of Allah. Allah says, look at the words. وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِ الْقَوْمَ الظَّالِمِينَ Allah does not guide the wrongdoers, the zalimeen, the oppressors. <coughs> Meaning that if you do not act upon the knowledge Allah gave you, the result is misguidance from Allah. Misguidance follows. The donkey that is carrying books on its back, on its back only knows the weight. Doesn't, you know? You can put on the donkey books of chemistry and physics and science and maths and <coughs> beneficial knowledge. But the donkey knows what only he knows that? Wait. Likewise, my brothers, anyone who meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with knowledge that was not converted into amal in his life is going to meet Allah azza wa jal with this knowledge on his back. The curse of the curse of lack of practice and lack of amal. And when we read about Bani Israel, my brothers and my sisters, we have to understand context. Don't think, now we know Bani Israel is a cursed nation. But Bani Israel were not always a cursed nation, they were the chosen ummah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحُكْمَ وَالْنُبُوَّةِ We have given Banu Israel the book and the wisdom, the knowledge and prophethood. وَرَزَقْنَاهُمْ مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ And we bless them with so much طَيِّبَاتِ and so much goods وَالْخَيْرَاتِ وَفَضَّلْنَاهُمْ عَلَى الْعَالَمِينَ Allah says to this ummah, I preferred Banu Israel over all humanity. 
وفضلناهم على العالمين بدل بنو إسرائيل disobeyed Allah they disobeyed Allah and they neglected the pure knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them so the result was they became cursed to the extent that Allah said لعن الذين كفروا من بني إسرائيل على لسان داود وعيسى بن مريم imagine an ummah cursed by their own prophets لعن الذين كفروا من بني إسرائيل على لسان داود وعيسى بن مريم ذلك بما عصوا first it was what the first reason ذلك بما عصوا وكانوا يعتدون this was the result of their disobedience كانوا لا يتناهون عن منكر فعلوه لبئس ما كانوا يفعلون and they also never stopped each other from a munkar, a haram that appeared amongst them. They never stopped it. What a disgusting and ugly act, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. لَبِئْسَ مَا كَانُوا يَفْعَلُونَ So if we want success, my brothers and my sisters, we have to look at the amal in our life. How much deen, how much amal are actually in your life? How much of what you know is practiced in your life because no amal no action even though mashallah we know is a big musibah my it's a huge musibah it's a destructive cycle for your deen if you look at the average muslim we will see my brothers that like i said we know a lot for example which Muslim doesn't know, which Muslim doesn't know that we should be praying at the mosque? The average Muslim knows, oh, we should be praying at the masjid. You must have heard in a khutbah, in a dars once in your life, in a talk on YouTube, anywhere. I'm sure you've heard the importance of salah in the masjid. But yet you find millions in the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam openly, blatantly, in your face with no shyness, disobeying Allah azza wa jal and neglecting the sunnah of his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we underestimate the effect of this arrogance, this kibr. We underestimate, its, uh, we underestimate its effect. One thing is not knowing what Allah wants. Yes, you're still responsible. Yes, you'll be asked, why didn't you learn? And another ball game completely is that I know what Allah wants. I know what Allah has ordered me. And I just don't want to do it. For whatever better reason. We mentioned before, if you remember a few weeks back, we spoke about how hawa, <coughs> the nafs, and the effect of social pressure makes the Muslim not practice the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal properly. We're not going to repeat this again today, but the reasons of no amal are a lot. Now, my brothers, we ask this simple question. 
Why is there no amal in our life? Why are we lacking in these a'mal? Why? Why do we have this courage with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Allah says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal insan, O insan, ma gharraka bi rabbika al-kareem. Who fooled you in your relationship with Allah azza wa jal so much? Ma gharraka bi rabbika al-kareem. What fooled you in your relationship with Allah? Why are you so arrogant with Allah? Why are you so like, you know, confident in your disobedience of Allah Azza wa Jal? So millions and millions and millions of Muslim men in the Ummah of Muhammad Sallam know they should be praying at the mosque and openly, ayanan, bayanan, jaharan, naharan, like this, I will not come to the masjid. Some people, no salah. So many men, women, blatantly, openly, no Abdul Basar. Who, my brothers, doesn't know that the Muslim should not look at his non-mahram sister? Which Muslim does not know that she should not look at a non-mahram man? If you don't know, you weed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says openly in the Quran, يَغُضُّ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ And Allah says to the women, وَقُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنَاتِ يَغْضُضْنَ مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِنَّ A simple, clear and direct order in the Qur'an. In the hadith of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, قال صلى الله عليه وسلم, إِيَّاكُمْ وَالْجُلُوسَ فِي الطُّرُقَاتِ The initial ban came. Look at the ban. Look at, the, look at the order of Muhammad Do not stand or sit in the pathway of people. Don't stand on the road. Don't hang out on the road. Sahaba radiallahu anhu didn't live in palaces. They didn't have homes like us, three, four, five bedroom. Each companion had one room, you know. And when you live in a hot environment, in a very, very small home, naturally, where are you going to sit down? Outside. قالوا يا رسول الله ما لنا من مجالسنا بد نتحدث فيها Prophet of Allah, we have no escape. We have no place to sit down and gather except open, open places. ما لنا من مجالسنا بد نتحدث فيها قال صلى الله عليه وسلم فإن أبيتم إلا المجلس فأعطوا الطريق حقه If you insist on sitting on the road or the pathway of people then give the road its حق قال وما حق الطريق يا رسول الله What is the right of the road يا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم first غض البصر the first order is what? Lower your gaze. And the ordering of lowering the gaze is a hajib order. Allah didn't say, don't look at women. This is order in the Quran. Allah didn't say, oh, don't stare at women. Allah never said that. Allah said a blanket order. What's the blanket order? Lower your Gaze, meaning what? What does, that, what does the order mean? 
The order means don't look at anything. The order says lower your gaze. Ghabdul basar. Ghabdul basar yani don't stare at anything. Halal or haram except for need. Like in Islam we are only supposed to talk when we need. In Islam we also ordered by Allah Azza wa Jal to only look when we need. Does that call Allah someone standing on the road? Oh, what's happening? Oh, this guy's coming, this guy's moving. Let alone having a TV or a screen that shows you everything in the world. <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere now. It comes to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, قُلْ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَغُضُّوا مِنْ أَبْصَارِهِمْ Lower your gaze. Your eyes are not yours. Your eyes belong to Allah Azza wa Jal. Control them. Only use them when needed and only use them in a manner that is pleasing to Allah. The majority of Muslims know these orders. <coughs> the vast majority of Muslims know this order. How many people in your life do you know? You've met as a Muslim, imagine, as a Muslim, how many people have you met in your life applying this order? How many Muslims do you know? It's a very, very, very rare commodity. We can't claim ignorance. Oh, brother, wallah, I didn't know. Brother, brother, you knew. But what do we say? Oh, brother, it's too hard. Things have changed, you know. So we disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we disobey His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is very, very normal now. Very normal in our societies. Amongst religious, between brackets, religious brothers and sisters that, you know, look at your sister, she looks at you at work or at home or sister-in-law, brother-in-law, you know what I mean, family. Ah, oh, brother, she's, she's like his sister, but she's not your sister. She isn't. No, 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 she's like my sister. No, no, we understand that she's like your sister, but she isn't your sister. It's haram for you to look at her. A sahabi radiallahu anhu, Jabir radiallahu anhu, Look at the questions they're asking. Look at the type of question the Prophet of Allah وسلم, is receiving. He was asked, Prophet of Allah, what happens if suddenly, mistakenly, accidentally, my eyes fall on something that is, you know, not halal. I shouldn't be looking there. فقال اسرف بصرك. Turn your gaze away. اسرف بصرك. This is the order of my Prophet and your Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa But we don't want to accept. Some people are not convinced. Some people find excuses, male, female. They come up with excuses that, you know, oh, brother, it's very hard. We live in Australia. Ba, 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 whatever it is, an excuse. Even in your own home, the Australian government doesn't enforce Western values in your own house. When you have a barbecue, you and your family and you invite in-laws, uh, and your cousins and your family members and women are, mashallah, full of makeup and men, mashallah, dressed up and we all sit down together and say, brother, oh, she's like his sister. You know you're staring. She knows you're staring. You know, everyone acts, ah, oh, brother, wallahi. We disobey Allah, Azza wa Jal. So what, what is happening? What's the result? 
the result is a curse from Allah. Ghadab. Ghadab descends. The Ghadab of Allah descends. So haram spreads. Zina spreads. Problems spread. Openly, openly disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No one wants to listen. Qala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La yadkhulanna al-rijalu ala al-nisa' In Bukhari The Prophet sallallahu said Men should not enter where women are La yadkhulanna al-rijalu ala al-nisa' Qila ya Rasulallah Afara'ayta al-hamu O Prophet of Allah How about the husband's cousin? You know Hamu yani The relative of the husband قيل يا رسول الله أفرأيت الحم How about you know the brother-in-law The male cousin فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم Look at the difference in view Between us and him When we say male cousin We say brother his family Brother this is family It's not a stranger on the street صح It's not a stranger Brother this is family This is my brother man This is my brother Look at my wife as if my wife would look at my brother. No way! The Prophet of Allah says, when he was asked about the family of the husband, قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَلْحَمُّ الْمَوْتِ أَلْحَمُّ الْمَوْتِ أَلْحَمُّ الْمَوْتِ Your Prophet, my Prophet didn't say, Oh brother, sister, still haram. No, still lower the gaze. No, no. What did he call it? He said, this is death. He is death. He is death. He is death three times. But me and you don't see that danger. And who knows more? Who knows more? Of course, us. We know more. As if my cousin or my brother or my in-law or my very, very close man. Well, I grew up together, but as if, man, he will check out my wife. Like, Wallah al-Azim is checking her out. By Allah he is. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he designs deen, my brothers, he doesn't design deen like us. When we make any design, we only know how to replicate. We only know we, we are not, you know. We, we, have, we, are, we are fallible, we are full of mistakes. Everyone that tries to make something, he makes it with his knowledge, his experience, which is always flawed and incomplete. But when Allah Azza wa Jal designs something, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala designs based on His knowledge. And His knowledge is perfect. This is why Allah said, أَلَا يَعْلَمُ مَنْ خَلَقَ وَهُوَ اللَّطِيفُ الْخَبِيرُ Doesn't the one who knows, who created know? He created the man, He created the woman, and He is the one that ordered His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to teach us that the, the husband's cousin is Death. These words are not the Prophet's words. The, his choice of words, the meaning is from Allah. Alhamdulillah, maut, he is death. No, 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 don't worry about it, man. Yeah, let's have a barbie. And you know, Allah, haram. Men, men will sit here, women will sit around there. And then we disobey Allah. We disobey the Prophet So the result is two things. The first result of sin is the curse from Allah, the ghadab that descends. Allah says, you want to disobey me? Kulu. Shrabu. Bismillah. 
the consequence of sin is a curse on you and your family. And then the other more dangerous consequence of sin is what, my brothers? Is further misguidance. You enter the cycle. The cycle of misguidance. You, you turn further away from Allah Azza wa Jal. You find yourself dragged away from deen further. Why? Because you did not even implement the guidance Allah sent you. Why would Allah send you more guidance? No, no, now Allah will send you misguidance. Because you disobeyed Allah and you are arrogant with Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Riba is haram. Ayah Latif. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says riba is haram and the Prophet teaches us that committing riba is worse than making zina with your own mother. This sin is worse than zina, adultery with your own mother. And how does the Ummah react? How do we react? Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon. Openly. Don't worry about Islamic banks, my Islamic banks and the fatawa. Don't worry about the fatawa. People now openly, openly. Brother, I don't care about, you know, this. I don't care about this. Oh, fatawa. Brother, we're in Australia, man. I can't. I just can't. One brother came to me. He goes, Sheikh, wallahi, I tried to apply for a loan with these Islamic banks. And I got rejected. So you know what I did? He goes, well, straight to the Commonwealth Bank. Brother, I went straight to the Commonwealth Bank. And he's proud of it. He goes, Fa'aleon, man. Disgusting people. You have to pay more. You have to apply. Brother, I don't want to say that. Brother, straight to the Commonwealth Bank. MashaAllah, ya Antar. MashaAllah, ya Abadai. MashaAllah, you strong man. Who are you disobeying? No one is saying Islamic banks represent Islam. No one is saying that. But now... Because some people are doing things wrong, you decided to disobey who? Rabbul Alameen, with an open riba contract. No problem, brother, no problem. What are you doing now? What are you doing? Allah said in the Quran, don't worry about the sin. Don't worry about the zina with your mother. Don't worry about this. You are signing, you are signing financial destruction for yourself and your wealth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promised in the Quran and said what? Yamhaqullahu riba Allah destroys the riba. If people understand the order of Allah, they won't come close to riba. Not because they're going to go to Jahannam. Don't worry about Jahannam now. Brother, you are destroying your wealth. Some people say, no brother, but look at this guy. Wallahi, he got a loan. From the Commonwealth Bank, from this, mashallah, and he made money and he bought one house, two house, three house. Human beings are very, very short-sighted. Very short-sighted. Who, my brothers, doesn't know, doesn't know riba is haram? Everyone knows riba is haram. Everyone knows riba is haram. Every Muslim knows riba is haram. He's heard it. He's heard the fatawa. But what happens? What happens? There is no... There's no amal because the love of dunya, the care for dunya supersedes the love of Allah. It supersedes the love of akhirah. I am willing to take a risk with my akhirah because I love dunya too much. And because I love dunya too much, I fall in riba.
And when I fall in riba, I end up destroying my wealth, feeding my family from haram, and the curse of riba, my brothers, the curse of riba is long-lasting. It's like, it's like a, 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 a poisoned curse. You deal with riba, Allah, get happy, one, two, three, four years. Eventually, you will cry blood over disobeying Allah Azza wa Jal. But people know, and they don't care. There's no fear of Allah Azza wa Jal. So no amal. So many people, my brothers, so many people have knowledge. But amal is not easy. Amal requires mujahada, mujahada. Now that the Eid is finished and Ramadan is finished and alhamdulillah, I think the debate stopped, maybe we can bring up some lessons to be learned. How many people in the Ummah, my brothers, know openly? Doesn't need you to, you don't need to be a alim, you don't need to be a scholar, you don't need to be a mufti or studied millions of books. Very, very simple equation. All the Muslim world, all the Muslim world, without fail, all the Muslim world, not now, not today, not last year, not the year before, not the year before that, for 14 centuries, 1,400 years, 14 centuries, no one, no alim, no mufti, no sheikh, no one for 14 centuries dead, had the courage, had this openness to announce Eid or Ramadan, two days before Ramadan. No, 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 not one week, not one month, two days only. 14 centuries. No one ever did this. And then recently, some people came up with this opinion. Oh, no, no, we can and then you find, it's very, very, very interesting. You find people's selection criteria. Some people say, oh, brother, there is difference of opinion. Brother, okay, there's difference of opinion. Brother, guess what? There is difference of opinion in every single thing in your deen now. Are you, are you aware of what's happening, my brothers? We live now in the time of fitan and corruption and fasad. There is no opinion that hasn't been challenged. Fatawa now are coming. Look, look, look at the, uh, uh, If someone came to you and said, Brother, you know, I want to be gay. Then, Brother, it's haram. Yes, you know, some mashayikh said it's okay. You want the fatawa? I'll get you the fatawa. Some mashayikh said it's okay to be gay. No, Brother, that's a very weird opinion. Yeah, but, but is there khilaf or not? There is. Some ulama said this. Some ulama said, Ah, oh, Brother, women can give adhan. Yalla, let's have a female mu'adhan. Some ulama say smoking in the morning of Ramadan doesn't break your fast. Some ulama, many ulama say hijab is not fard, it's old-fashioned, khalas, but move on. If every time there's difference of opinion, it means people have a green light, but they do whatever you want, there's a difference of opinion. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> I'm safe. Then, oh, khalas, then we, we might as well close Jahannam, no one is going to go to hellfire, khalas. There's difference of opinion. Clearly, my brothers, it's not how Allah Azza wa Jalla is going to judge us. Allah is going to ask you about every single opinion you chose in deen. Did you choose this opinion? Did you follow this opinion? Because in your heart, genuinely, 
And Allah knows what's in your heart. You believe that this is what is pleasing to Allah. This is the way of Allah. Oh, was there hawa? And hawa means what? Hawa means desire. Oh, brother, wallahi. Desire, desire, hawa. Hawa destroys our deen. Hawa destroys our a'mal. There's nothing more dangerous to the Muslim than following his desires. Most of the people, most of, if you, if you look at the ummah, genuinely, like, without any prejudice or bias, if you look at the vast majority of the ummah, why they choose an opinion regarding Eid or Ramadan, I'm telling you now, 95, 96% of people, how do they choose? They choose what's most socially comfortable for them. My brother, Allah, my friends, or my family, or my this, or my brother, but this is, this is a matter of deen. It's not a matter of socializing. We're not socializing here. We're worshiping Allah Azza wa Jal. If you break your fast on a day of Ramadan, it's not a joke. And if you fast on the day of Eid, it's also not a joke. It's a matter of deen. But people, my brothers nowadays, have a way of getting what the nafs wants. This is just a small example of open disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa That people, they don't care. They have no care about the actual deen of Allah azza wa jal. What they care about is social, hawa, why, why? Wallahi, one brother came to me and said, when the confusion happened this year, <laughs> he goes to me, Shaykh, who's my idol awal? Who's having the first Eid? I'm going to go with the first one. I'm fasting 29 days. Who's, who's having the earliest Eid? Oh, I'm with him. Some people are like that. Some people, Allah, some men, he asked his wife, some uh, people, oh, brother, Allah, I'm with my parents. Brother, but what if your parents are like, you know? What if your parents are doing something wrong? What if their selection criteria is wrong? No, brother, keep the peace, keep the love, keep the this, keep the that. And that's just an, one of many, many, many examples of misguidance in the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Something that was so clear, so open, so clear cut, all of a sudden now became a matter of confusion. Why? Because amal is hard. Action is hard on the nafs. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَالَّذِينَ جَاهَدُوا فِينَا لَنَهْدِيَنَّهُمْ سُبُلَنَا Those who exert effort. Why do we love this ayah so much? Because people that say jihad, brother, is only fighting for sabilillah, we rock them with this verse. Because this verse is a surah al-ankabut, and surah al-ankabut was revealed before hijrah. The whole surah is Makki. It's a Makki surah, meaning it was revealed before migration. So we can't say that jihad here means fighting. Jihad here means what jihad? Which jihad? The day-to-day fight against your nafs, against batil, against the forces of your society. The forces of evil in your society, in your family, in your wife, in your kids. This fight is not an easy fight. This is why amal is hard and rare. If you want success in dunya and akhirah, my brothers, you have to sit down with yourself and search for this amal. 
What a'mal am I actually doing in my deen? And what are the open sins of Allah Azza wa Jal that are abundant in my life? Take for example a clear order. Ask any Muslim, any Muslim you see from your wife to your father to your mother to your closest friends. They want to ask you a simple question. Is backbiting haram? Anyone here, my brothers and sisters, does not know backbiting is haram? Everyone knows. Subhanallah, subhanallah, without fail, without fail, you will find the vast majority, the vast 99.9% of the ummah backbite on day-to-day basis. Day-to-day, without fail. Husband goes home and the wife starts. Oh, have you seen what happened? What happened? Oh, this sister, And sometimes men are worse than women. Some men, Wallah al-Azim, they have kilometers over women. They love fitna. They love haki. They love talk. They sit down. Baba, have you heard? You know this Baba? You haven't heard? Oh my God. I don't want to say, Baba. Every time someone says, I don't want to say, I laugh. <laughs> if you don't want to say, why are you saying? You say, I don't want to say. 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 <laughs> if you don't want to say, why are you saying? Yeah, exactly. No, there's no opinion on this. This is shahwa. Backbiting, my brothers, has shahwa has a very, it's a very, very strong desire. And the son of Adam. It's not a simple, it's a very strong desire. Oh, have you heard? Have you this? Have you that? You know this guy, he did this, did this, did this, did this. Brother, why are you talking about your Muslim brother when he's not there? Ah, <coughs> uh, brother, wallah, brother, you think? Wallah al-Azim, I've seen religious brothers, pious people, God-fearing people, on the apparent, you know? You say to him, brother, this is haram. He goes, brother, wallah, I'll say it to his face, brother, but you know very well. That even if you can say it to his face, it's still backbiting. He goes, yeah, brother, but wallahi, you know. Backbiting is rife. Day to day, our tongues have no control. Harming from mashayikh. Mashayikh are like chewing gum, you know. Chewing gum, chewing gum. Now, if you see year by year, day by day, people are becoming more outspoken now it's fashion now you know before there was a stage in sydney where if a sheikh was spoken about the majority comes with baba fear allah brother you know now no now when someone <coughs> speaks about a sheikh slanders him or talks about him you find brother say good on you yeah brother expose them brother show you know what a baba fear allah no, brother, we should expose, brother. Subhanallah, the same people, the same people that have this courageousness, this uh, holier-than-thou attitude, you know, of our brother, I'm going to expose, and this and that. Wallahi al-Azim, Wallahi al-Azim, in the day-to-day life, if, the, if you see the amount of haram and disobedience and ghadab and disease, and ignorance they have in their life, wallahi, these people should, 
they should be ashamed of even posting anything in the community. But because of social media, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un, ya Allah. So from mashayikh, like this here, how disgusting, how abhorrent was it to hear commoners smashing mashayikh. No, no, smashing mashayikh is not new. This sheikh, that's not new. What's new is, no one, no one criticizes. No one says, brother, fear Allah. No, brother, yeah, brother, yeah, yeah. Yallah, wallah, they all like that. They're swearing at. Some people swore at, all people like, you know what, these mashayikh. He swore at every sheikh in Sydney. He swore at every sheikh in Australia. Yallah, backbite mashayikh, slander mashayikh, slander each other, slander your sister, slander your family members. Tongue, 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 every tongue now is like three meters, like a sword. When is it? From your wife to your sister, everyone talks with no control. Is this because of lack of knowledge? Is this because people are confused that backbiting is haram? No. It's because there is lack of amal. There is no rain. There is no control. And this is why you find people courageously <laughs> crossing the boundaries of Allah. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam warned us. Aisha radiyallahu anha, umm al-mu'mineen, the mother of believers. The mother of believers. And she's in polygamy. And it's very normal, very, very. Yani if anyone should have an excuse for backbiting, it should be women in polygamy because they they want to kill each other. It's the nature of the design of Allah Azza wa Jal. This is why women in polygamy, the co-wife is called Adurra. Her name is in Sharia, we call her Adurra. Adurra means the harmful one. Yani the one that harms me. Just her sight harms her. This is the nature, this is the design Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made. It's natural. Alright? It's natural that they have this, you know. So once in her life, Aisha radiallahu anha, from jealousy, from this, she said to Muhammad sallam one word, one sentence. قَالَتْ حَسْبُكَ مِنْ صَفِيَّةِ كَذَا وَكَذَا صَفِيَّةِ Some ulama said in the hadith, she didn't even say a word. She just made a hand gesture. That Safiya was... Shorter in stature. Safiya was a bit short, you know. So Aish said, Safiya, like that. This happens, Yani, not, not on day to day in your life. This, <laughs> this is the awliya of this is the status of the awliya of Allah in our time. Safiya, like that. لقد قلت كلمة. You have uttered a word. لو مزجت بماء البحر لمزجته. This word you have uttered. If it was to be put in the ocean, the sea water, it will make the sea نجس. The ocean will become filthy. So imagine the effect of this word on your heart, brother, on your heart, sister. Nothing but poison. 
long-lasting poison. You have given yourself willingly a lethal injection in your heart. You want to destroy your own iman? Bismillah, backbite. But people, oh brother, oh brother, wallah, I'll say it to her face. Oh, I don't think I'm, uh, brother, I'm not backbiting, brother, wallah, I'll say it to her, you know. Courage in the disobedience of Allah. No fear. No fear. It's not because of ignorance. Some other people didn't know. Some people don't know it's haram. No, people know it's haram. They've heard 10, 20 lectures. But they just cannot control themselves. They can't. He cannot bring himself to the obedience of Allah Azza wa Jal and the obedience of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he backbites parents, brothers, sisters, Salat Al-Arham, family members, you know this cousin that you don't stop backbiting in your life? Wallahi, some people backbite their own parents. Imagine Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala ordered Bilal Walidayn and we have Ghiba of the Walidayn. Ah, my mom. My mom, uh, yeah, your mom, you know your mom. Uh, siblings talking, backbiting their own parents. Backbiting his father. Ah, oh, my old man, he's this, he's that. Brother, Allah ordered you to treat your parents the best of treatment and you are backbiting your own parents. And those who backbite the mashayikh and the ulama and people of knowledge, they, taking, they, they chose a lethal injection to his deen. Remember Ibn Asakir has a very famous Al-Hafid Ibn Asakir, one of the biggest scholars of hadith, has a famous saying. He said that backbiting is like eating the flesh of your brother. That's back, normal backbiting. He goes, you backbite a scholar of deen, a alim of deen, know that luhum al-ulama masmuma. The flesh of scholars is poisoned. It's not just normal flesh. It's poisoned flesh. And Allah's, Allah's sunnah and Allah's way in dealing with those who backbite mashayikh and ulama is known. Yani, wait for Allah's tartib. Allah's plan is coming to you. Because Allah never leaves these people. Eventually, because of these words you have uttered, you will suffer. Some people, they want to hide. You know, wallahi, I'm warning. Wallahi, rubbish. Wallahi, you're the biggest liar on earth. Brother, warning as well. Brother, when you say, ah, oh, this sheikh is an idiot, or this sheikh is a hypocrite, or this sheikh is a... Brother, how is that warning? How is that Islamic warning? I understand. How, 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 do you, how do you consider this? And is social media the procedure of warning of the ummah now? I'm going to go on Facebook because I'm a keyboard warrior, and I'm going to you know, slander 10, 20 mashayikh. Brother, what are you doing? You're destroying your deen, you're destroying your akhirah. But people, despite knowledge, they don't want to act. They don't want to bring deen in their life. And hundreds of examples, well, I can go on all night, about the open, blatant disobedience of Allah Azza wa Jal in our life. From ripping off Centrelink, you know that? You know this? Uh, you don't know, you don't know. 99.9999999999. You know? Every Muslim now, him and his wife, they get divorced on paper to get single parent. 
The guy is, mashallah, earning cash and he's on the door claiming unemployment with Centrelink. I'm milking. You talk to him, Baba, this is haram. So you see, Kuffar, Baba. Kuffar, Baba. Baba, if they are Kuffar, and mashallah, you, you know, if they are Kuffar and you're saying that they are Kuffar and Dar al Harb, what the hell are you doing here? Baba, leave Dar al Harb and do Hijrah. Hijra now, everyone, you know, there's a mood, you know, the fashion, Some, everybody says now there's a new mood, but I'm doing Hijra. But I do Hijra, since, you, since he says these are Kuffar and Dar al-Harb, why are you milking the system? If you don't like it, if you don't like the system and you believe they are Kuffar and trying, you know, Alhamdulillah, leave. No one is forcing me to stay in Australia, but I, I'm going to stay in Australia, use the blue passport when I want, you milk, Medicare, Centrelink, all the privileges, and then say kuffar, but that's not Islam. Now you are the hypocrite. Now choose which one. Which one is it? Which which one are you, brother? You want to wage jihad against Australia? Leave the country, like you came with a visa. Leave the country, and then go claim jihad. No problem. But I'm gonna stay in Australia like a sleeping cell. You know, I'm gonna milk. Ah, uh, ATM, Baba Halal, Baba, we can give 20% to the Mujahideen. <coughs> Baba, where do you get your not? Where, where, where is that fiqh came from? Hawa and nafs, Hawa and nafs, desire, desire, desire. <coughs> from Centrelink to mixing to the haram in our life, to the. Everywhere you look, every person you see, <coughs> men, women, Sisters, Wallahi, wherever you look, you see open haram. That's all I see. All day and night, I just see open haram, not hidden haram. I see open haram. And what happens, my brothers, when Allah Azza wa Jal is disobeyed openly? You know, sins are two types. There's the hidden sin. There's the weak guy, a haram, he is weak in his iman, he's struggling in fitna, he goes home, he does something haram. No one can see him. Ah, he's weak. Inshallah, if he repents, Allah will forgive him. But there's the female, there's the male that is openly, by daylight, in his society, openly disobeying Allah. This person is waging war against Allah, and Allah Azza wa Jal is going to wage war back against him. You don't know who you're mocking around with. You don't know who you're playing with here. All right. You wanna, you wanna take riba, take riba. Allah Azza wa Jal, there's a, there's a reaction to your action. Every action has a reaction. There's no problem. Allah said, فَأَذَنُوا بِحَرْبٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولٍ No problem. Allah is declaring war. Allah and His Prophet are declaring war on you and your money. Go for it. Bismillah. You have courage, go. فَأَذَنُوا بِحَرْبٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ He disobeyed Allah. Allah Azza wa Jal is going to come at you. Allah is going to punish you, not in the akhirah. This is a huge misconception. People think, Ah oh, brother, I do sin, Allah will punish me in the hereafter. Other than Allah's hereafter punishment, there's something called worldly punishment. وَلَنُذِيقَنَّهُمْ مِنَ الْعَذَابِ الْأَدَنَى Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you a taste of punishment in dunya first. Maybe you'll return and wake up. Maybe you'll return and wake up. 
the sisters and what they're doing. No less fun, you know. All these new fashions of clothing and hijabs and, you know, showing the awrat and thiyab al-shuhra, clothes that attract attention and makeup and perfume and feminism. I don't want to start, you know. Feminism, feminism on the rise every day, sisters, you know, claiming more rights, more milestone with deen, against deen, no, no problem, baba, you know. And men, mashallah, shutting up, you know. No fear of Allah. In business, no fear of Allah. In dealings, no fear of Allah. Every sister now divorces her husband, Sharia or no Sharia, Subhanallah, we marry on the Quran and the Sunnah, but we divorce on Australian law. <laughs> Every couple they marry now, قال الله قال الرسول على كتاب الله وعلى سنة رسول الله. But when divorce comes, half your money, habib, sister, my love, what happened to the Sharia of Allah? What Sharia of Allah we in Australia? When we came to marry, you married the Sharia of Allah. But now divorce. Give me half your house, 75% of your wealth, this, that. But how about Sharia? Brother, Wallah al-Azim, even the women, the, the fathers are religious. You, you go to the father, say, Habib, your daughter is claiming more than her Islamically. Brother, you know, this is the, 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 the law of the country. <laughs> law of the country? Brother, where is the fear of Allah? Does he doesn't know it's haram? Wallah al-Azim, he knows it's haram. Wallah al-Azim, she knows it's haram. In divorce, haram. In marriage now, haram. People start their marriage with haram and end their marriage with haram. They start their marriage now openly with a mixed wedding full of music and ma'asi and muharramat. We are going to celebrate our marriage by open disobedience of Allah publicly. So what does Allah Azza wa Jal do? You start your marriage with what? I'm saying, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. I'm starting my marriage, Ya Allah, with open and public disobedience of your orders. Then when you come to the Shaykh one week after the marriage, saying, Shaykh, I want to get divorced, don't be. <laughs> People are now divorcing in the honeymoon. <laughs> this is new. In the honeymoon, they're asking for divorce. Homes are on fire and people are acting dumb. Wallahi, I'm so confused. Why is my wife like that? Otherwise, you are like that. Brother, everything in your life is haram. Your lifestyle, you and your wife, you're living exactly like the kuffar. Brother, you're living like the kuffar and you are complaining that your house is on fire. When, and then the product of this cursed companionship is kids that are, of course, far away from me also. So when your son, when your daughter turn out to be a junkie or a homosexual or whatever, then they come to the Shaykh. Ah, oh, Shaykh, please find a solution. Well, what solution, brother? You're 10 years late. Brother, what solution? You're 20 years late. 20 years late. Where are you? Where not 20 years ago? You know? The kids now are turning on their parents. Why? Because, brother, there was no deen. There was no obedience of Allah. Anyone, my brothers, who dares crossing the boundaries of Allah, you have to understand. You are waging war against the king of the universe. You are waging war against the government of the universe. Not this Australian government. 
You know, people here, they get scared of the government. They say, Baba, Wallah, any problem, but not with the ATO. Everyone with the ATO, Ya Latif, Baba, Wallahi, they rip your life apart. Don't, don't, don't walk around. Baba, this is not, you're not having a problem with the ATO or AZO or, you know, whatever. Baba, you're waging war against Allah. Baba, Allah Azza wa Jal is Halim, Kareem, Rahim. Inna Allah Azza wa Jalla yumhil al-zalim. Allah gives respite to the oppressor. Allah gives you some time. But when Allah grabs you, when the grab of Allah comes, there is no uh, there's no rahmah, there's no coming back. So don't play with your deen. Whatever you know, whenever, whatever knowledge Allah blessed you with, be very, very careful to implement in your life. Regarding halal, regarding haram, do not mock around in your deen because you are destroying your dunya and akhirah and you are bringing more misguidance in your life a double curse whatever you know at least whatever i know implement in your life obedience ta'a mujahada to the best of your ability if there's something you can't do be extremely apologetic and try to be extremely secretive and be open to those who are around you that I'm in sin. Don't debate, don't argue, don't arrogantly debate people that are giving you advice because your nafs can't handle it. Openly say, I am weak, I'm working on it, inshallah. But the way we live now with all this haram in our life, my brothers and my sisters, it only has one ending. There's no two endings for this. When Allah Azza wa Jal is disobeyed openly, only one thing descends. غضب. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاتَّقُوا فِتْنَةً لَا تُصِيبَنَّ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا مِنْكُمْ خَاصَّةً Be careful. Be warned of a test, a tribulation, a fitna that does not only hit the sinners. When a community disobeys Allah openly, you know, all these Muslims committing haram on social media, publicly, you know, in clubs, in pubs, selling drugs, and we're just watching. When the punishment of Allah comes for these sins, it doesn't come to the drug dealers only. It doesn't come to the murderers that are killing each other only. It doesn't come to the women that are half naked on the street with bikinis on the beaches. No, no, no. It comes to who? It comes to me and you. It hits everyone. Everyone in the ummah is affected. This is why we have to start with ourselves. Ourselves, push yourself. Make mujahada, fight battle. Make this jihad. Declare jihad against shaitan and your nafs. And be a man of principle. Teach everyone around you. Teach your wife, and teach your kids, and teach your neighbors, and teach your father, and teach your mother, and teach the you know, your colleagues, teach your boss at work, and teach your employee who is under you, and everyone around you, that your deen is not for sale. My deen is not something I can compromise. Why is our deen so expendable? Why is it so, you know, any bit of pressure, any pressure, deen collapses. Teach people around you in your social norm and teach your nafs that the order of Allah Azza wa Jal is non-negotiable. There's no 
There's no space for discussion. It's not open for discussion. With adab, with respect, with love, with mahabba, with a smile. You don't have to be an angry Muslim frowning at everyone. Humbly, you know, with good manners and good akhlaq, hold to your deen. Because if you don't, inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'oon, the ending is extremely disgusting, my brothers. In dunya and in akhirah. So please, my brothers, everyone now go home. Sit down with yourself. It's shocking. It is shocking that the average Muslim never does this exercise. Sometimes when I talk to people like this and I ask them, you know, after the talk, brother, have you done this exercise before? He goes, no, Allah, never. Every Muslim should sit down in his own time. And you should have, Allah gave you technology, now we have the iPhone, you're glued onto it 24-7, you're an addict. Instead of wasting your time, use the notes on your iPhone for something beneficial. You don't like notes, write down in your notebook. Sit down and list the sins in your life. Write them down. Because in the bad environment, in the environment of haram, people what? They forget sin. They become desensitized. Do you understand what I'm saying? We come desensitized from sin. Doesn't plus. Sit down and say, question, do I have Ghadd al-Basar? I will answer, no. Write it down. You know? Do I have Ghadd al-Basar in my life? No. Do I watch Hollywood and Bollywood? Yes. Do I backbite? Yes. Do I, you know, is my, do I deal with riba? Alhamdulillah, to a certain extent, some brothers are still holding staunch. You know, do I this, do I that? Every sister, ask yourself, am I obeying Allah Azza wa Jal? Am I obeying Muhammad? Is my dress code correct? Male and female. You know, male and female. Is my dress code, the dress code pleasing to Allah Azza wa Jal? Is my heart sick? Do I have arrogance? Do I have kibber? Do I have envy? Do I have a loose tongue? Do I have bad akhlaq? Do I have anger issues? Am I an abusive husband? Am I a disobedient wife? You know? Sit down and be honest with yourself. And make a list. At least, at least, at least. The mashaykh and ulama say, without the two M's, you will never, ever, ever, ever improve. Who knows the two M's? The two memes. Al-Muhasaba. Without muraqaba and muhasaba, you will never, ever, ever reach Allah. Muraqaba means, I am watchful over myself. I, I am analytical with my deen. I sit down and I watch carefully. When I sit down and talk, is my tongue loose? Do I backbite? Do I listen to backbiting? Do I, you know, in my dealings, am I falling in haram? Am I falling in sin? You know, do I, do I, do I mix? Do I love my guys? Do I stare? Do I, you know the ghalab, you know the haram. Do you have a Facebook account? Do you have a Facebook account? Mabrook, Jahannam, your choice. Too extreme? 
زاد لك شيم فتوى جارنتيد فتوى بيبل ساي مدر دي نو اي هاف فيسبوك والله فور دعوه الله اكبر ذا مجاهد في سبيل الله ذا مجاهد في سبيل الله ميد ا فيسبوك اكاونت جاست فور دعوه Look, my brothers, how shaitan can blind someone so much. How can someone be so blind that he goes, brother, wallahi, you know, and every sister, you talk to a sister, but, you know, Facebook has much, much, you do much, much more haram. He goes, wallahi, I only have Facebook for marketplace. I'm only buying and selling, I'm trying to sell something or buy something. That's why I reactivated my account. Brothers and sisters, khalas, you get bitten once, you get bitten twice, you get bitten three times. How many times do you need to learn that every time you jump on this ghadab site, you end up falling in sin or backbiting or looking at something haram or seeing something haram or hearing something haram? It's all haram. <laughs> Everywhere you look is haram. Uncontrolled. Baba, even if you are controlled, you are a wali of Allah. You're exposing yourself to extreme danger for your akhirah. And what's the benefit? He goes, Wallahi, brother, there's some amazing lectures on Facebook. But brother, trust me. If you believe that the lecture on Facebook is يعني, going to be the reason for your guidance, think again. Think again. Because there's so much deen available. Pure deen. Clear, 100% pure outside. Why do you have to go to the tainted? Why do you have to go to the polluted? Why do you have to listen to the lecture and then all on the side, there's what? There's the lecture. And then in the middle, the Shaykh, mashallah, is talking about hellfire. And then pause, add, and there's like a, you know, <laughs> 30 seconds of pure haram. <laughs> and then the brother says, A'udhu Billah. Billah. Brother, may you, 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 it's like someone entering the toilet saying, I'm not going to touch Najasa. <laughs> when you enter the toilet, what do you expect? But the nafs. You know, the nafs, the nafs, the nafs, the nafs. This is why, brothers and sisters, please sit down and write down your sins. Make muraqaba of your deen. Keep watchful. Be watchful over yourself, over your dealings. Mu'amalat, mu'asharat. How many orders of Allah are not in my life? And then after this muraqaba, make muhasaba. Okay, I've done this that day. Now what am I going to do? Be an accountant, be a good accountant. How am I going to fix this problem? You know? Muhasaba and muraqaba. Without muhasaba and muraqaba, you will live and die as you are now. This one day up, one day down, one day haram, one day deen, one ten days i'tikaf, mashallah, you're worshipping Allah like a wali of Allah. And then ten days of Eid, inna lillah wa inna ilayya raj'oon. Shaitan is shy from what you do. He's embarrassed. <laughs> He's crying. Please, my brothers, for the sake of Allah Azza wa Jal, protect your akhirah, protect your deen, protect your tongue, protect your life from disobedience of Allah. All of us ready, inshallah. Jazakumullah khairan wa rahmatullah fikum. Subhanakallahumma alhamdulillah. Astaghfiruka wa atubu fikum.